0: A Fight for Israel's Survival 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO This is the Elijah Har Show Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 93.3 KWTO and stream us on the 93.3 mobile app Welcome back to KWTO. We've got a big show ahead of us today. 505 Bruce, the theologian, is going to join us, talk about the latest in Christianity. But first, let's get an update on what happened last night in the Missouri Senate. Joining us now from Jefferson City, Scott Fawn. Scott, welcome back to the show.
1: Uh, Mr. Speaker, always great to join you. One of those great nights where you get to you know do the people's business go have you a dinner, maybe come back and observe your committee, be in bed by 10 o'clock, and the Senate hadn't even really started yet.
0: <laughs> uh, Scott, you know the rules. We start every day with the question of the day. This one's in honor of the filibuster last night. If you had to speak for 12 hours, what would you and what could you speak on for 12 hours? The St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> I love it. The history of the St. Louis Cardinals. Absolutely. or
1: Or... If we need to do 24 hours, we do the problems they currently have. We're the last place team. It's a national embarrassment.
0: Got to get a little of that Mahomes magic over there in St. Louis. Uh, Scott, give our listeners a little bit of an update. Last night, the Senate decided to stay up all night. This morning, eventually the filibuster broke and leadership got all the things they wanted. Walk us through what happened last night.
1: Well, it really started about two, three weeks ago. They grab the gubernatorial appointment. So you're going to serve on a committee, the Highway Commission, really, the Chiropractor Board, the Elevator Safety Board. The governor appoints you, the Senate confirms you. It's usually a pretty mundane thing. Every so often, somebody will run into trouble, but they just the the um, the new Freedom Caucus, which is bizarre, right? If you're a senator, why are you in a caucus? So the new Freedom Caucus grabbed the. Uh, grabbed the floor, held up these. They didn't really want to block any of them. They didn't have a problem with any of them. They just wanted to kind of harass leadership, which has kind of been the story for five years now. And usually it ends with leadership caving and then finally in the end saying, look, you can only push us so far, then we're going to punch back. And it, it it kind of gets over. And that's what happened here. They filibuster these for three weeks. And Caleb Broughton, who, let's be honest, has had a very rough five years He's had a crew of folks that lost the leadership race, and they've done nothing but want to give him problems, and they have. He he finally put his foot in the ground and said, "No, nope, I'm kicking you off your chairmanships. We're not doing this. This stops now." And he just kind of Caleb finally stood up for himself, and and he's done it privately a bunch. This time he very publicly stood up for himself. So they come in, and Cinder Moon had a problem. with Former Cinder Hageman, which you you know, former Cinder Hageman one of the classiest people to serve in government, <clears throat> universally respected. And then I think like Senator Hoskins, Senator Iagos, Senator Carter, they were just doing it to cause chaos. They wanted a IP reform bill, which actually passed the Senate last year. They want it brought to the floor. But I tell folks, it's kind of like mowing your mother-in-law's yard. You know, even if it's hot and you do a great job, well, that mother-in-law is going to say, well, you didn't, you didn't mow by the fence or you didn't blow the clippings off the sidewalk, they're going to find something wrong with it. And the truth is, they were going to find something wrong with it. They did. And Caleb got an IP reform bill. It's getting voted out of committee right now. It could be on the 4th Thursday. But in the end of the day, he got the gubernatorial appointments done. So Caleb got what he wanted. He stood up for himself. Now, the the Freedom folks, I thought, I, I guess they got an IP reform bill out a week or two, three earlier, but... I would say leadership, you know, what what Caleb Brown did, I'll tell you, Elijah, and you've watched this from the other side of the rotunda, he had his own folks about the mutiny on him. If he didn't stick up for his own folks against Cinder Igel, Cinder Hoskins, his own folks were about the mutiny. And what he did was align 15 to 17 senators behind him, willing to walk through fire for him now. And where that's going to be, where that's going to matter is like an issue like you care about is education reform, right? He did not have that caucus aligned behind him on that issue, and he still doesn't. But what he does have is that caucus aligned behind him personally now, which will make a big difference if you're trying to break a Democrat filibuster.
0: I guess here's my question. This is what I can't figure out about, you know, it used to be the Conservative Caucus, now it's the Freedom Caucus. You know, I get if you want to filibuster because you have a demonstrable goal in mind. But I'm not sure that anybody knew what the goal was and and that the goal was any different than they were going to get regardless. As you mentioned, last year, the Senate passed IP out early. They were probably going to pass the House's IP the last two weeks of session, and then filibustering over personal property taxes came up and blocked them. This year, they were going to do it again. They said it was going to be the first issue they worked on. And so I couldn't figure out what's, what was the definition of winning from the Freedom Caucus perspective, because... You know, giving up today um, doesn't doesn't seem like a win.
1: Uh, I mean, they didn't really win anything, but I I really think the goal is to kind of give the Republicans as much grief as they can. I, I think uh, you know there was a goal they wanted uh, Caleb Brown and Cindy Laughlin to resign and step down, which I mean all all that does is take your your Republican members and make them more loyal to Cindy and Caleb. It makes that goal. I mean, I'm saying right now, Caleb Browden has never had the support amongst the Republican caucus that he has right now. Cindy O'Loughlin is a perfect leadership team for him because Cindy ain't going to take any guff. And say what you will, they walk out, they, they can go have breakfast uh, at, here at 11 o'clock this morning, and they might not have slept, but they had a good day and they won. I think the goal of the the freedom cause, it it was weird. So I I interviewed Senator Hospice this morning. And I'm like, look, when you're talking about getting the Washington people out, because I'll just tell you, Elijah, the last guy that came from Washington to do a dadgum thing for Missourians was Meriwether Lewis. Mm -hmm. Not one person has crossed that river to help us since. And so when you're talking about getting these foreign people out of our election, getting these foreign interests out of Missouri, I'm like, yes, get them, Denny. And then he's like, well, I'm part of the National Freedom because I'm like, what? Why would you want to do things like Washington doesn't? They don't have a border. There's no budget. He said something about Jim Jordan. I, I don't know who that is. Maybe he's kin to Michael. But I'm like, why would you want to emulate those total failures in Washington? Washington should come to Missouri and emulate us. I don't know why you would join a national group ever. It seems like just a terrible idea to do anything like Washington does it. But I'm, I'm a dinosaur, like old Hank Williams Jr., so i Maybe I just think differently than most Republicans.
0: And I think, you know, from a from an outsider perspective, there's a lot of people that think Caleb Brown's a moderate, and I mean, you know, whatever it might be. But when Cindy O'Loughlin got elected to the Senate, the majority leader, she was as right-wing, rock-ribbed as they get. And so I've heard from a lot of Republicans, are like, listen, if Cindy's not with them, if she thinks that they're doing something wrong, then maybe they're actually doing something wrong. And that's, I feel like what used to be the idea of the conservative caucus has moved so much that they've lost... What I would consider, you know, uh, some of the most conservative members of the Senate are like, I don't want to be affiliated because I don't, their tactics are not, there's no demonstrable winning from their side.
1: Well, and there's no difference in public policy than really any of them. There's no difference in ideology than really any of them. Well, there is a difference in tactics. You've got some folks that come off very angry and want what they want now. and, and, And that's the difference. I mean, it's really, uh, it's really about tact. It's really about the tactics they use and how angry they get. Curtis Trent. I'm going to tell you, I made a prediction on your show when he was running the primary that he would be the pro tem out of his class. And I'm going to tell you, nobody in this town has had a better week or better month than Curtis Trent. He has just stood up for himself. He's not been pushed around. He's fired back, and he's done it in a very Southwest Missouri, unassuming, very good way. And if you, if you, Curtis Trent's not only conservative, he can actually accomplish conservative things. There's a, there's a crew of those guys: Phil Christopher, Curtis Trent. You put those guys in the state senate, they'll not only do the conservative things that other folks haven't been able to do, they'll actually do them in a way that makes sense. They'll actually make two two plus two equal four with a conservative policy. Curtis Trent, I'm telling you, if you're in Springfield right now, you should be darn proud of Senator Trent. He has had a heck of a month. I think he's becoming. He was the dark horse candidate to be floor leader next session. I'm not sure that horse is so dark anymore.
0: Give me give me some insider perspective on listen, the last three weeks have been atrocious in the Senate. Nothing's worked, it's intractable. The filibuster's over, governor got his appointments, Caleb got what he wanted. What's that what's that mean for the next few weeks? Do we do we go back to a place where things are happening or is it just are we just hold our breath till the next filibuster?
1: Oh no! Look, I mean, look—you've got um, one of the difference between the conservative caucus and the freedom caucus is the leaders running for governor, and and I don't too much mind that. I mean, I'm not one of those people that think, oh, if you don't pass 85 law, new bills into law, well, you had a failure of a I'm just not that guy. <laughs> However, I will say, I I think they're just going to pick the next thing. There's the FRA, right, and and some folks. I mean, Cinder Hoskins this morning said, if if the state is not cutting a check to Planned Parenthood right now for anything, because the fungibility, I get it, money is fungible. If you're paying them for different women's health services, they use that to cover the overhead to pay for abortions. That's a legitimate point. But no money is not fungible. If they're not cutting them a check for anything, which as the state says now, they're not. I think the FRA argument gets like this. It just You're just wanting to complain. You're mowing your mother-in-law's yard. It's just never going to be right. And so I to me, I think the FRA will be the next issue that's a big deal. But, I mean, you got to pass the FRA. You're not going to have hospitals if you don't. I mean, some of this stuff, I get it. It makes for good Facebook fodder. But in reality, you have to have like an you know, actual – and my, my pet peeve is it's like sometimes it's the religious folks that will just say things they know are not true – and say, well, it's just politics. i like, well, yeah, but you're just supposed to be a Christian, right? And so you watch. that. where will be the next fight. After that, it'll be what kind of IP reform. There's 200 votes in the legislature for IP reform. Until you have to decide what type you're going to pick? Then that number dwindles quickly. Um, Bill Igel wants, wants to end property taxes. He has a great concept. He doesn't have a plan about somebody in Monette's going to get picked up by an ambulance, but there's no property tax to pay the guy to come pick you up. So some of those things are going to be the fights. That um, it's always great to be the backup quarterback. It's always great to be the critic that gets to set up in the gallery, or or set in the Senate and criticize leadership. It's very hard to accomplish. It was always very easy for those guys when you were Speaker to sit back and say, "Well, obviously that dumb Speaker should have done this." Well, you had to actually do the things, and doing the things is very hard.
0: Does the next time there's a filibuster, let, let's take the FRA. Does leadership take a filibuster seriously if if they they broke one already? It doesn't look like they had to give up that much to do it. Is the Freedom Caucus somewhat neutered now?
1: I I mean, what's success? I think success was to get attention for some of these folks. Like Cinder Carter, you know, she looks very conflicted. Cinder Carter, success for her is actually passing some legislation. So how long is she going to want to be part of something whose goal is just to kind of get as much attention as you can get and then fold? I don't know, you know, if she doesn't see some success on her priorities, she may get a little tired of this. Cinder Moon, he's got a priority, a couple of them. How long is he going to want to be part of something that kind of isn't isn't meeting his needs? If you're running for governor, this is meeting your needs in spades. If you're not, I I mean, like Cinder Bratton, he has a big deal right now. There's a landfill with a bunch of his constituents, a lot of them voted for him, and I'm going to tell you, Senator Braddon couldn't pass gas in the Missouri Senate right now. No way. Now, Senator Sierpoy, who is very beloved and respected, has kind of adopted these folks from Northern Cass County as his folks and is trying to pass this bill. How is Senator Searpoy going to go to other senators and say, hey, do a favor for me and Rick Bratton? It's just not real. So is Rick Bradden going to continue? I mean, there will be a point Rick Bratton realizes that no one cares about his bill. They just don't like him because he's done nothing but antagonize and, and attack them. I mean, it's, these are human beings, right? They're they're human beings with, with, when you, when you publicly bemoan and attack them with things they feel like are lies, they're not just all that excited to help you. And that's just, that's just human nature. So I, wait, how long will he go through before he realizes he's got a re-election that's actually kind of an interesting one. It's a three-way race, a guy from his home county cutting his votes. I think he could actually potentially lose that. And if he can't pass this landfill bill, I, that goes to the narrative of you know if you wanted a toddler to get a doozy, you got to get the right senator. If you wanted to actually pass a bill that matters, well, did you? I mean, you can't. So, how long will Senator Siropour want to kind of babysit that piece of legislation? I don't know. So, I think some of these folks have to wonder. I mean, what are you here for? If you're just here to kind of garner attention for a couple folks to run, and that's what you've decided this election, your session's going to be, then you're all in, right? But. I wonder how long. I mean, they already lost Senator Ben Brown, a freshman from Washington, Missouri. He was part of their crew. He bailed, and now he's the chairman of Economic Development, which, as you know, is a plum committee assignment. His career, every lobbyist in this state, every interest group wants Ben Brown to carry their bill because he's the hot hand right now. Nick Shore came in with tons. I mean, who has more political talent than Nick Shore? I'm not sure I could really answer that question. But boy, his office is a pretty lonely place right now. So how long do these other folks want to subjugate their interest? Like anything, how, how leadership, how do you get someone to subjugate their interest for your interest? I, I wonder, uh, leadership's having a great day. They have 17 folks a line behind them. Pretty excited. I think the FRA, they'll rule, the, uh, the pro-life kind of over, over the top lane. It's like, okay, we're not paying Planned Parenthood now. We're going to really not pay them. I think folks will, they'll, will be ruled out of order. There'll be a filibuster, probably an all niner. And then, you know, what do you do? I mean, if you're Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, I, I don't know why you would stick your neck out on something that has nothing to do with abortion at this point, if they're just going to endorse Senator Andre in that congressional race the day he announces anyway. So I, I think there's some, I think there's some folks that, have, that If I had to guess, the logic and reason is on leadership side, and while there'll be a lot of great Facebook posts. And there'll be a lot of activists stirred, and that's a great thing, and it's very valuable if you're running for office. I think when the when the when the brass tax of this comes down, there's a lot of momentum behind leadership now. And I'm with you. What did you get for just three weeks of complaining? You got an IP reform to the floor. I'd say let's arguably say two or three weeks early, which is not nothing. But boy, ask Senator Carter if it's worth it. Ask Rick Bratton and all those folks that want this landfill stopped. If it was worth making your toxic, any of your interests. And I'm not saying he killed, it's too early to say something's dead, but boy, if, if I was at landfill, I'd buy Senator Bratton some new shoes and some throat lozenges and say, get out there, pal, let's do this. You just keep telling everything, everybody what you think of them. Um, so there, there, there'll be a reshuffle now after this is over. I think that reshuffle, how many folks are going to sign up to do this again? I think when you get abortion involved, people will, but after the abortion moment, which I think we all know how that's going to end, what's the third one? And and did they, did they sign up for the third time? I think that's where you start to wonder. And and some folks are going to start to ask, okay, what's in this for me?
0: Scott, appreciate the answer is not much. Scott, really appreciate the insight. Uh, Go get some sleep now. I'm sure you've earned it. (laughs) You bet, buddy. Thanks a lot. Hey, that was Scott Fawn of the Missouri times, giving us an insight on what happened last night, short and sweet. All of the work that was done over the past three weeks by the freedom caucus to, to filibuster. Nothing really happened. Nothing really changed. And, and as as scott said listen you got other philobrushes coming up but now they've called their bluff Did, do they really have any strength do they start to lose some of the members we got a lot of more to discuss on the show don't forget coming up 505 bruce the theologian i want to talk to him about the latest in christianity stick around
1: what remains can only be what's true if all was lost